0: This is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in, everyone. Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in to episode number 143. And this week, our special guest, we welcome for the very first time, the general manager of Rocket Pro Wrestling, Mr. Damian Saint. We're going to talk all things Harvest Havoc and a whole lot more. Plus, we we'll recap Second Wrestling, Rockford Damage, plus preview WWE's Crown Jewel, as well as we're going to take a look at Rocket Pro Wrestling's Harvest Havoc and Powell Entertainment's WrestleRage 20. And you'll get all that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle. But what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.TrueHeightsTX.com or give them a call at 708-248-7039. My name is Storm Grayson and I'm your Freelance Underground Independent Champion And you're listening to the
1: Windy City Slam Podcast.
0: All right, back here on Windy City Slam Podcast this week. And before we get into all of the news and highlights, I just want to thank all of the fans and supporters of this show of Chicago and Independent Wrestling. Because this past week, I had Scott Spade on the podcast. Plus, we had a little bit of Storm Grayson and a Freelance Underground Recap but Scott Spade and all that content last week generated our most downloaded podcast ever for Windy City Slam, and it wasn't even close. It blew everything out of the water, and once again, I'm so grateful for everybody who tuned in, who downloaded, who listened, and supported Windy City Slam podcast. I thank you very much. Please come back and listen to more episodes. I really appreciate the support all right this coming weekend wwe presents crown jewel saturday november the 5th in riyadh saudi arabia 11 a.m central time the show will start and on peacock and the matches are as follows we have the wwe universal championship the tribal chief roman reigns defends against logan paul and it's gonna be a fun little match but there's no way Roman's losing to Logan Paul after all these years of being the champion. So I expect Roman Reigns to move on from here. But WWE will bring us something fun here. I have a feeling of it. And then we have the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Last woman standing match. Bianca Belair defends against damage controls Bailey, And no doubt that Bailey will have a little bit of extra moral support and maybe even some physical support from her damage control partners, Io Sky and Dakota Kai. WWE Unified Tag Team Championships, the Usos defend against the brawling brutes of Ridge Holland and Butch. And then, in a massive one-on-one contest, Brock Lesnar faces Bobby Lashley. And then we have a six-man tag, the OC, AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson, taking on the Judgment Day, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio, along with Rhea Ripley in their corner. Steel Cage match, we have Drew McIntyre facing Karrion Cross, And then in a match with two massive, gigantic men, Braun Strowman takes on Omas. Also in WWE news this past week, Emma returns as a surprise challenger for Ronda Rousey's SmackDown Women's Championship and it's good to see her back in WWE to Dashwood had a pretty good run in impact wrestling over the last couple of years. And Triple H just continues with the returns. And this whole thing with all these talents coming back, it makes me think this whole Vince McMahon thing of all these guys being released the last couple of years, where was that money going? The talent was suffering for it. And if I was some of that released talent that hasn't been called back yet, I'd be pretty ticked off. All right, going to the local scene. This past Thursday night, Second Wrestling presented Deep Cut at Dirty Nelly's in Palatine. And these results, courtesy of a great report from my good buddy, John Roboleski of TheEverydayFan.com. Here are the results. Frontline Jossie defeats Davy Vega. Jackson Larkin with Jason Midas at his side defeats Ezio Rolandi. Four-way match. Porter Hernandez defeats Anakin Murphy, Sabotage Sean Logan, and Raheem Dela Suede. Silas Young makes the trek down from Milwaukee as a surprise appearance. He defeats downtown Petey Brown. In a trick or treat match, Blair Onyx defeats Charlie Cruel after Blair finds the bag filled with candy. And then everybody's favorite dad, Dan the Dad, defeats David Ali. And in the main event for the second wrestling championship, It was originally supposed to be a three-way match, became a four-way match with Rabbi Fine, inserted Laney Luck into the title match, but Billy Starks retains the title, defeating Missa Kate, Shaza McKenzie, and Laney Luck. Charlie Haas and Maria Canales were supposed to appear at the show, but within the last week or so, both had other arrangements come up and were unable to appear. But second wrestling always delivers and Rabbi Jeremy Fine was able to add some great last-minute replacements and put on another really darn good show. And their next show is Sunday, December the 11th, at the Bernard Winger JCC in Northbrook for their one-year anniversary. Also this past weekend, Rockford Damage Incorporated Damageversary at the Teamsters Hall in Rockford, and here we go with the results here. Exile Brio knocks off Chris Miller in a bit of an upset. And then, in a triple threat match, and what a surprise this was, It's Your Boy, Mason Perks, defeats Axel Rico and WCW and WWE legend Juventud Guerrera, who was a last-minute addition to the card. And then we had Furia Nocturna defeating Sobrino Azteca. Cody James defeats Mateo Valentine. For the NWA Women's Championship, Camille defeats Nicky Nicks to retain. And then we had Moondog Murray defeating Kazile. And after the match, our guest from last week, Scott Spade, attacked both men after the match, leading to owner Stevie Eisman making a match for February 18th, where it's gonna be Kazile, Moondog, and Spade in a three-way Rockford Street fight. The Damage Tag Team Championship, BMI, defeats IPA to retain, but there was a little bit of controversy in that one. And then Yabo the Clown defeats JPH. Axel Rico wins the Battle Royal and he will face the champion in February and the Damage Heavyweight Championship, Tom Latimer retains over Rhino. So the next show is February the 18th with Tom Latimer from the NWA defending his Damage Heavyweight Championship against Axel Rico. All right, coming up this weekend, Saturday, November the 5th, Rocket Pro Wrestling presents Harvest Havoc at St. Joseph's Park in Joliet. And we're going to get a whole lot more into this card with our special guest, the Rocket Pro General Manager, Damian Saint. And there's just some great matches on this show. Looking forward to the Fatal 4-Way for the Outer Limits Championship between four members from the Black and Brave Academy and Gunner Brave defending against Campbell Myers, Conan Lichen, and Solomon Tupu. And then you have that terrific four-way ladder match for the Rocket to the Top briefcase with Shaq Jordan, Bad Bunge Jay Fowler, Dream Breaker Aaron Stone, and Quinn Wittick. Plus you have the street fight for the Rocket Pro Wrestling Championship, Old Evil Christian Rose against Cody Country, Cody James. We'll dig much deeper into this card in just a few minutes with Damien Saint. And Power Entertainment's Rage 20 at the Brower House Live in Lombard this Saturday night, November the 5th, bell time 7 p.m. And to recap the matches for that show once again, we talked a little bit about this last week with Scott Spade. And if you missed that episode, go back and listen again in the Windy City Slam archives or check out WindyCitySlam.com for more pow heavyweight championship we have max holiday defending against Matteo valentine for the pow midwest championship jph faces kazile where jph will defend his title and then the pow tag team championship will be contested in a tables match bad ombre cartel with sexy sandra d take on ipa and in a street fight where the loser leaves pow joey the pitbull chi chi takes on tyler sullivan Tag Team Legends Face Off, Hardcore Impact with Paulie Tomaselli and Hardcore Craig take on the Brothers of Funstruction, Ruffo and Yabo. And then in another tag team affair, BMI, Jamie Race and Mike Idol face the team of Trog the Caveman and Moondog Murray. And then there will be the Zebra Kid Memorial Battle Royal. And your main event of the evening, the five on five elimination match traditional Survivor Series style, Team POW with Revolution, Mason Perks, Chris Cairo, and Scott Spade with Tiny and Mistress Misery in their corner, taking on Team SCW, that's Elite Pain of Hunter Payne and Marco Anthony, Sean Mulligan, Terry Allen, and Aaron Xavier, and the special enforcer in this match is Austin Roberts. And in addition, POW Entertainment will induct into their Hall of Fame, Justin James, and Russ Boggs. Also coming up this weekend, Friday and Saturday night, November 4th and 5th, we have an all-women's wrestling show coming to Berwyn. It's the Women's Wrestling Army of Maria Canellas, And they'll be at the Berwyn Eagles Club in Berwyn, bell time, 7 p.m. on both nights. Should be very exciting. It will definitely help fill the void of Shimmer and Rise that we've lost in recent years and haven't had a show from either of those companies in quite a while. Also Saturday night, November the 5th, Northland Pro Wrestling presents Enemies Giving at the Flores Banquet Hall in Woodstock. Also Saturday night, November the 5th, GLCW presents Beauty and the Beasts with special guest Chelsea Green up at Circle B Recreation in Cedarburg, Wisconsin, just a little north of Milwaukee. And then Sunday, November the 6th, Galli Lucha Libre returns to Chicago proper. Talia Hall in Pilsen Sunday evening. All right, in just mere moments, the Rocket Pro Wrestling General Manager, Damian Saint. Stay tuned. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters. Do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email MikePankow at WindyCitySlam.com That's M-I-K-E P-A-N K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com Brand new SSW Tag Team Champion the Punk Rock Prince, Jordan Cross here, live at the Cross Stop in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and you, are checking out my best friends over at Windy City Slam podcast Mike Pankow you are the man make sure to subscribe like follow share and everything else and you can follow me at the jordan cross i am the punk rock prince thank you all right back here on windy city slam podcast With Rocket Pro Wrestling's Harvest Havoc just around the corner, we welcome to the show for the very first time, the general manager of Rocket Pro Wrestling, Mr. Damian Saint. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. Thanks for coming on. Oh, I appreciate you having me. Yep. So your history in this business, you've been a referee, you've been a manager. Now, so
1: where did you get your start in the wrestling business? I got my start probably about five and a half years ago, almost six um, I had a buddy who was just starting the business. he was going out to the Michigan area around South Bend and uh, Niles, Michigan. After a couple of weeks he was in, I quickly came in and I met the guys and I started training under Ox Baker Jr for about a year on the road with him. After that, got the pleasure of learning how the referee from former WE referee Justin King
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, got to go help out Russell Lee with a little bit of training with psychology and storytelling with them, and then I've also done. The Inner Circle Online School, which focuses a lot on what you don't see in the ring of how to communicate the promoters, how to tell the story better, how to work on the ring psychology. Most of the things that you don't learn in an actual wrestling school, Inner Circle works a lot of math. That. Okay, that's cool. But you've been mostly a referee or a manager, right? You haven't actually wrestled a whole lot, have you? No, I, I... I want to say I probably had maybe one or two official matches. Okay. So, uh, did you
0: actually still learn how to do like, you know, do the bumps and some of the other things just in case you got to take like a ref bump or somebody knocks you out or something like that?
1: Yeah. When I first started training, one of the first things Ox really jeweled my head was bumps. When I got into the business, I was maybe out of the army for two, yeah, about two years at a time. And when I got out of the Army, they told me I'd mild-artherize my back. So I've always been very protective of my back, hence the reason I never went and became an actual wrestler. But, yeah, when I first started, it was all bumps. You
0: mentioned the Army. 11 years ago or so, I was reading this on your social media, you left home to go serve in the U.S. Army as an infantryman. So what was that experience like for you?
1: Just over 11 years ago, left, joined the infantry in the U.S. Army. I got to say, it, it's a humbling experience, but it's very surreal at the same time. Considering I grew up in Juliet, I was a small town, hometown kid, pretty much never left the area. All I knew was the Juliet area. Went and joined the Army, and they sent me off to Fort Benning down in Georgia for about four months for training there. Four months away from your home, and you've never done that before, it, it really hits you. But then once I finished that, they sent me over to Fort Riley, Kansas, which again, it's 10 plus hours away from here in Juliet. So I spent another three and a half years with them, just living in Kansas, deployed to Africa for about six months, came back, went right back to Kansas, stayed there for maybe another nine months to a year, and then finally came home. Wow. So when you're in Africa, where were you at? What were you doing? Um, I was up in Djibouti, Africa, which for anyone at home who wants to make the Djibouti joke, go <laughs> ahead. We all have done it. But Djibouti was actually part of Somalia years ago. It used to be known as Northern Somalia. Like the uh, You remember that movie Black Hawk Down? Yeah. I was probably maybe an hour away from that site. Oh, wow.
0: So was it actually uh, like really active in terms of... Uh warring and stuff
1: like that oh god no thankfully it was peaceful it was calm around the end there was a little bit of chaos but we ended up not doing anything so my time over there was doing security on airfield so i got to have six months of staring at rocks oh jeez. yeah
0: you kind of hope something went off just to kind of change your uh, kind of monotony.
1: A right? little bit. And I hate to say that. I really do. Yeah. But Yeah. After a while, you, you start to hope for something to happen because you're so bored of your mind. You know how when you go to Arizona and they tell you it's a dry heat? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like Wisconsin Dells compared to Africa. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, some of those deserts in
0: Africa must
1: really be bad. Oh, yeah. Like we were there during their... What was our winter time was their summertime. Yeah. So during the day, heat would get up to maybe 115 Dang. to the point where we got told you can't walk on the pavement because your boots will melt. Oof. And then there's nights where it got up to maybe like 105. And I never knew the real meaning of a dry heat, but where there's not one ounce of a breeze at all. And you're just hoping for someone to walk up and just breathe on you just to get some sort of air movement.
0: That's crazy, man. Whew. I couldn't I could not stand that, man. My hat's off to you for your service and everything and anything you've ever done. I appreciate that. All right, thank you. All right, let's get into some professional wrestling here. And coming up this Saturday night, November the 5th, in Joliet, Harvest Havoc, Rocket Pro Wrestling. Huge event. Lots of stuff going on this season. And from the end of last season, really crazy stuff with you, Damian Saint, coming in to the big five on five elimination match at Kicks on 66, the final Rocket Pro show of last season. Fast forward to the end of that match. You came in as a replacement ref after it was a ref bump, and it was down to Gunner Brave and Shogun Chris Logan. So Team RPW and the Idols were down to just one member each. Gunner Brave looked like he was trying to put the screws to Shogun with a chair. You grabbed the chair away like a good referee should and would. But you end up taking the same chair, nailing Shogun. Gunner was shocked, got the pin. And then Fall Brawl, you were named the GM by Joey Roth. So what convinced you to react the way you did It kicks on 66. And how did you get in the Idols' good graces at that point?
1: Let's take a little memory trip down through Rocket Pro Wrestling since my time been there. First show I walked in, the other referee called off. I am Ironmaning the whole show, my first night ever, Rocket Pro Wrestling. The following show, there was a hardcore match. I got popped in the face with a fist covered with a steel chain. I was probably out for about six, seven minutes. Wow. Woke up, counted the pin, went to the back. For three years, anytime a referee, myself, ref Nate, Rough Christian, Rough BJ, it didn't matter which referee it was. Anytime a referee ended up getting hurt or injured remotely and was sent back to the trainer and sent back to the medic to make sure that they were okay, former general manager J Beck never checked on us once. With all the hell that every referee has gone through in that company. Not once did we get a pay raise. Not once did we get a thank you. Not once did we get a, are are you okay? Mm -hmm. After a while, you start to feel like you're just not appreciated, especially as a referee. I, I don't care where you go. You can do a professional wrestling show with any wrestlers you want. You really can. You could do a show with 100 wrestlers. You could do a show with 10 wrestlers. The one thing you cannot do a show without is a referee. Yep. So, Rough is taken down. Jay Beck runs the back and grabs me. He could have grabbed Christian, but he didn't. He grabbed me first, brought me out there. I went to go do my job. Like you said, got her had the steel chair, wouldn't try to use it. I tried to take it back from him. And again, it came down to the question of Damien saying, Why? Why did you do what you do? It's very simple. It wasn't for the idols. That was as a benefit. It really was. I did it because of j I did it because j did not give a damn about one of us referees. For three years, I've been in and out of that trainer and out of the medic just to make sure I was okay for the next show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not once did management ever give a damn about us. Why? It, tell me this, Mike. If you are a referee, you're in my position. The company's on the line you got the idols versus team RPW. Yes. If you had done with the three years, that I dealt with J back. Wouldn't you have done the same thing? What wouldn't you want him out of power? Wouldn't you want him out of control of shows? Yeah. Maybe you want some new blood in there, maybe a different opportunity and
0: maybe, you know, you did the right thing for all those years as a referee. And now maybe you just
1: wanted something more, right? Exactly. It's, I got to look out for myself at the end of the day, my health, my wellness. If it's in danger of rocket pro as a referee, why, why would I stay? I saw an opportunity with a steel chair. I actually went to go throw it out. but as the steel chair almost switched the rope, the idea popped in my head, use the chair, get Jay back out of position. See where it goes from there. So was nothing personal against Shogun? No, no, no. Honestly, I love Shogun. I think he's a great guy. He really is. It's just unfortunate he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. As far as it goes, me becoming the general manager, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: being GM wasn't even my thought back in May. Okay. But as time went on and we got to September 1st, I had time to think about it. I had time to get hold of my lawyer, Eric Schultz. Mm -hmm. And again, I saw an opportunity. Joey Roth has enough going on in his life as it is right now. Does he really need the aches and pains of dealing with management of Rocket Pro Wrestling, of show in and show out? Mm -hmm. No, he doesn't. But can I do it? Absolutely. So I saw the opportunity. I put the contract in front of Joey Roth and I told him straight up Hey, I helped you and Meg. You didn't ask me. I didn't talk to you. You didn't talk to me about it. But you guys won as a benefit of my actions. Why not go for round two? Give him the position of the general manager. He signed the papers. A couple days later, I became the GM. So what is your current relationship with the fabulous idols?
0: And obviously the fabulous idols are Gunnar Brave, Johnny Nye, Damian Gray, Kevin Cade, Ruthless and Rivera. Sometimes you might see Flash Harris. And obviously you mentioned Joey Roth and Roxy. So after all that went down and then Joey naming you the GM, what is
1: your relationship with them? I would say it's neutral. It's very much of a relationship of you scratch my back and I scratch your back. Everyone seems to think I'm an idol. Everyone seems to think I sold out. You can't sell out if you didn't make money. You can't sell out if you didn't give up your principles. So essentially, all it was, was I saw an opportunity, I took it. As far as it goes with idols, there are some idols I like. There are some idols I really don't give a damn about. Damien Gray, I think he's an amazing talent and so much potential. Johnny Nye has charisma like none other I've seen. Flash Harris, Flash is a great guy, especially when you get him in the back one-on-one, sit down with them. He will have stories for days. Rock and Rivera can go to hell. I really don't care. He doesn't care. I'm GM. I don't care if he's Rock rockin' pro. Gunnar Brave. Mm-hmm. Gunner. Got the opportunity to take advantage of my actions back in May. Good on him. But if you're in there in September, I don't like it when people take things out of my hands, especially a microphone. And that's exactly what Gunnar Brave did that night. He took a microphone out of my hand, the first night of being the GM. I was planning to give him the night off. He wanted to fight so badly. So, yeah, he fought Chris Logan that night. Yep. But here's the thing about me, Mike. Two things I don't like. I don't like things being taken on my hands, and I damn sure do not like disrespect. Neither I will ever tolerate.
0: Gunner's kind of a guy that's, I don't know if he agrees with all these actions that have been going on between you and or the idols the last couple of shows. I know he had that match with Storm Grayson last month, and he didn't like some of the the interference or some of the things that kind of went on around that match. And I don't know if maybe he's falling out of favor with you or with them, or maybe he's got to think it, we got a different mentality now going into November and December. But
1: I'm just not sure what to think with, about Gunner. I'll shoot the ship with you and I'll be straightforward with you, Mike. I really don't know. If it doesn't benefit me, I'm probably not talking to the idols about it. If it doesn't benefit the idols, I'm probably not talking to them about it. Okay. What happens with the idols? gunner and damien johnny all of them that is strictly idle crap it really is okay it doesn't affect me it doesn't affect the show i sign the paychecks in the end of the day as long as the job is done and what i need done i'll go home happy whether you you know you
0: have a loosely based relationship with them or not but i think people what people don't understand is like There may be kind of an impropriety, like a perception, so to speak, that, okay,
1: you're in their pocket or whatever. What do you think about that? I think they're freaking idiots because they don't listen to a word that I say. For going on almost two months, I have explained this thoroughly as much as I can. I am not an idol. I was never an idol. My actions were strictly of my own volition. Idols were just able to take advantage. They had a good night and they had a good moment. That's all it is. All right, let's get to this card. Rocky Pro
0: Wrestling Harvest Havoc, Saturday night, November the 5th, St. Joseph's Park in Joliet, just off of Theodore and Rainer. 5 p.m. Bell. 4 p.m. Doors open. 4 p.m. Doors. Okay, uh, usually have a big crowd there, and it's going to be a hell of a card. And we'll just start off with the first match on my list here. Wild Child Connor Hopkins takes on all-day Marche Rocket. Now, Marche was embroiled in that feud with Grin, had the casket match, got put in a casket. So Marche is probably a little bit of a different cat right now after that experience. And now he gets to face Wild Child, Connor Hopkins and maybe a little bit of a redemption story for Marche. So what do you think about this match?
1: Uh, what I think about it is a couple of days after the last show of Darkness Falls, you're right. Marche does seem like he's a little bit different than the Marche I've known for the last couple of years. It is what it is. He, he went through a grueling match. Some things probably went through his head afterwards. Maybe some like choices. I, I really don't know. I didn't ask him that much about it. But you're right. He does seem a little bit different. But when Marche reached out to me, he just said, I want a match. I need to fight somebody. Connor Hopkins was free that night. So, it seemed like right in the wall. I don't think I've ever seen Connor Hopkins versus Marche Rocket ever before. So, why not give the fans something that's never happened?
0: It's going to be terrific. And speaking of giving the fans something special, this triple threat tornado tag team match is going to be terrific. And the winners get a future shot at the rocket pro wrestling tag team championships. We have a team that I am very familiar with the bang bros, Davey bang and August Matthews. Terrific team. High flyers. Great technical guys as well. And then we have the drinking class of Jack Carpenter and the brawler, Jay Cross. That should be an interesting team. And then you have those damn Coyotes, Damian DeShane and wicked side Brooks Burner.
1: Yep. It, it's not going to be one hell of a match considering, like you said, it is a triple threat. It will be tornado attack. So there's going to be a lot of chaos into. Yes.
0: Yeah, and I've seen the Bang Bros in chaotic matches and ladder matches and tornado matches and stuff like that. And those guys are just high flyers. And we just hope that the the, the ceiling inside J- St. Joe's Park uh, Fieldhouse is not too low because someone might hit their head on the ceiling. They they
1: fly so high. I promise they cannot hit the ceiling even if they try. <laughs> the lighting rig that we have up, we had to rent a uh, an actual scissors left. I was the one who went up and put the ropes up for the lighting rig itself. It's probably about twenty, twenty-five feet up in the air. Wow! If one of those guys can jump from eight feet up to twenty, give him a title. I don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've been to St. Joe's, but it's been a while, so I don't, I don't remember how high that ceiling was. Oh, it's a high ceiling. That's a good thing, I guess, for any high flyers. <laughs> All right, let's jump on to the next match. We have a Strat match. Damian Gray of the Fabulous Idols takes on Shogun Chris Logan.
1: That match, I'm actually kind of excited for. Again, I like Chris Logan. I really do. I think he's a great guy. Damian Gray is an amazing talent, and he has a full career ahead of him. But those two don't like each other. I didn't ask why. I don't care why. The fans want to see them fight. So give the fans what they want. Like I said, let them fight. But, you know, you see a one-on-one regular match every show, wherever you go. You don't see a strap match every show. Yep.
0: Now, do you know that the specific rules are going to be like the whole uh, four corners type thing? Is it pinfall submission? How, how is that going down?
1: So that match will be by pinfall and submission. Okay.
0: Speaking of a big match, and this is where it really gets big and the stakes get big. The street fight for the Rocket Pro Wrestling Championship. Old Evil Christian Rose defends in a rematch against Cody Country, Cody James.
1: That's a match, again, I'm excited about. And I think the fans really are. Cody James and Christian Rose, they seem like they've been at each other's throat for the last couple months. Especially over the title. And I mean, it's a heavyweight title. Why wouldn't you fight all your heart for it? Mm Mm-hmm. But it feels like that's getting a little bit personal. I don't know if it is or not, but it's definitely starting to feel that way. I don't appreciate either of them demanding a damn thing from me, especially a match. But when I see money written on the wall, I'm going to pull the trigger. They want a street fight. The fans want a street fight. They want to beat the hell out of each other. The fans want to watch them beat the hell out of each other. I want to watch them beat the hell out of each other. Whoever wins, they get the title.
0: All right, and this next match also going to be huge. A four-way match for the Outer Limits Championship, and all four of these guys have something in common. They're all Black and Brave graduates. You have your champion, Gunnar Brave, who's been a great champion, the best of the Midwest, and of the Fabulous Idols, taking on Campbell Myers, Conan Lycan, and Solomon Tupu.
1: So when that match for started getting put together, we didn't know who we we're going to have face Gunner, but Gunner kind of just walked in the office while we were having a little meeting, said he wanted to defend his title. All right, cool. I asked him if he had any ideas. He wanted to do an open challenge. Cool, that's on him. Apparently, he reached out to his school. Three of his former classmates jumped at it. They all reached out to me and said, hey, Mr. St. I want to answer the challenge. One by one, they reached out to me and said they wanted to set the challenge. One by one, I put him on the card. Should be amazing. And I've seen Lycan and Tupu at Chicago style wrestling.
0: And those guys are nasty. They they've got a a hunger, a desire to to be really, really good. So this match is just going to be terrific. And my person my personal experiences with Gunnar Brave have been pretty positive as well. He's done some great things. Best of the Midwest tournament winner, outer limits champion, really, really good wrestler. This
1: should be a whole lot of fun. Oh, it definitely will, especially with Likens and Solomon. I believe they've actually both have been on AEW Dark as well. Yes,
0: they have. Terrific talents for sure. All right, now we're going to get into the Inter-County Championship, and it's a submission match. Champion Maximus Orion
1: defends against Kevin Cade of the Fabulous Idols. So with that match, when we were having a little meeting, again, some of the idols jumped in, they came in the office, whatever, I really don't give a damn. He said he had an idea he wanted to do a match against Maxis Orion. I told him to take it over, see if he had an idea of what he wanted to do. Hence the video we ended up posting yesterday, where he issued a challenge to Maxis Orion for the Intercontinental Championship for a submission match. I don't know if Maxis Orion accepted. I don't care if he accepted. I accepted on his behalf. So the match got made. I want to see who's going to tap out. I want to go see who will physically say I quit. I am done. I can't do this anymore. All right, moving on to the Rocket Pro Chicagoland Championship. And a guy that
0: you said you don't really care for, even though he's part of the idols as well, Ruthless Rock and Rivera will
1: defend against the amazing Turtle. Yes. So if you were there last show, Turtle did issue a challenge to Rock and Rivera. I saw Rock and nod his head saying yes. After the show, I kind of sat down, and started thinking about it, figured why not? It's another match the fans are going to want to watch. And
0: Turtle's been a guy who's been in your shoes as a referee as well. So do you kind of have like some sort of kinship with him in terms of guys that have been in the ring kind of taking
1: bumps and stuff like that as referees? No. With me and Turtle, there's no kinship at all. <laughs> him, just like Steve Arndt, have been nothing but disrespectful. If Turtle gets his nose busted, he gets his nose busted. If he happens to break a hand, he happens to break a hand. If he happens to get carried on a stretcher, then that's what was meant to be. And we'll get to Steve
0: in just a little bit when we're done running down the card here. A couple more matches we got to get to, though. We have the Ryan Matthews against the mercenary, Garrison Creed.
1: So Garrison hasn't been in the last couple of shows. He's been a little bit preoccupied with some other bookings he's had. And I completely understand respect that, especially being part of the business. He wanted the match against someone. He didn't say who, but Creed said he wanted to fight someone. Ryan Matthews happened to be free that night. So, of course, again, money is on the wall. You put those two together. I don't think I've ever seen Garrison Creed and Ryan Matthews in the same ring, nonetheless, across the ring from each other. So I'm definitely interested to see how that will turn out. I mean, there's a lot going on in that dynamic general if you've watched carefully. Again, yeah, Creed hasn't been there, but... The last two shows, Ryan Matthews has been jumping Aaron Stone after the match.
0: Yeah, Ryan Matthews is a guy uh, really talented in the ring, but he can also be a little bit of annoying as well.
1: To some, he's annoying. To me, I think he's absolutely hilarious.
0: (laughs) I don't know how he has a voice after half of his matches. Well, the yelling and screaming he does.
1: A lot of practice because I know it far too well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, then we're going to get into – the amazing, I believe this is the main event, right? The
1: four-way ladder match main event? Yes. The Rockets the Top ladder match.
0: Yes. And then we had the three qualifiers. We had Shaq Jordan, Bad Buns Jay Fowler, and Dreambreaker Aaron Stone. And you just recently added the very talented Quinn Wittick to the mix. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Talk a little bit about
1: these guys. So, Bad buns, I'm not fully familiar with him. He was at our last show. I really have not had the opportunity to sit down and really talk to him. But I've seen what he does in the ring. He's impressive. He's hard-hitting. He's ferocious. You move on to someone like Shaq Jordan, and I've known Shaq since he started in the business years ago. He's only a couple of years in. And Shaq Jordan has a certain charisma about him. He has a certain attribute. He has an it factor that a lot of people don't have and a lot of people don't see. So I'm definitely excited to see what Shaq Jordan's going to do, what he's going to pull out in that match. To me, I see Shaq Jordan as a future champion. I see him as a main eventer down the road. Not right now. He still has a little bit of work to do, a little bit of perfecting his craft. But give him another two, three years, and I can definitely see him start being in a main eventer. Aaron Stone, eh, I'll be honest, I'm kind of surprised he is even still in the match. I'm surprised he won the first qualifier the following show back at Darkness Falls. He said he didn't care who was in charge. So I put his you know his little spot back in the line because I don't care if he moved on to the next match or not. But nonetheless, Aaron Stone did qualify twice. He is in the match. He's a nice kid, but I don't know. I, I don't see Star Material. I don't see him as a main venture. I don't see him as an upper card. I kind of see Aaron Stone just being there. So the fact that he's made it this far already, a little bit surprising to me. Now you move on to someone like Quinn Wittick. And for those who are unaware about Quinn Wittick, Quinn Wittick used to be the head trainer of Lee years ago. Quinn Wittick, he's a character. He's hard-hitting. He's fast-moving. He's high-flying. He's nonstop. I think Quinn Whitick is an amazing talent. I think he's an amazing acquisition, acquisition wherever he goes. Last month, he went one-on-one against Shogun Chris Logan, and he got the W. You've been around this business probably just as long as I have, if not long. You've seen so many matches of Shogun Chris Logan. It is not easy to get any sort of win over that man. So to get a win, and not just a win, But the pen is shoulders to the mat for three seconds. What? Why wouldn't you give him an opportunity just to see what he can do? That's impressive that he beat Shogun at the show. Was it last month? Yes, last month.
0: Yeah. Anybody who beat Shogun, Chris Logan, is a made guy in my opinion because Shogun's a tough son of a gun. Yes, he is. All right. So that's the action-packed card at Harvest Havoc on Saturday, November the fifth at St. Joe's Park in Joliet. Doors at four, Bell at five. Get there early, get a good seat. You're going to really see a lot of great action that night. Now we're going to get back to a couple other fellas that um, kind of been giving you a little bit of issue too. J-Beck, you covered just a little bit earlier, but is this kind of revenge on J-Beck, making him your personal assistant, making him do menial tasks like grabbing popcorn or sweeping or vacuuming the floor
1: and stuff like that? To untrained eye it would seem to be revenge and be petty. It really isn't. There are certain jobs that need to get done that we just don't have the people to do. When I was a referee, I used to be the one of the guys who would clean the floors, who would run the little errands. If I as a referee could do it, why couldn't a former jail manager like j be able to do the same thing that I could do? There's a lot of people who are just unhappy with the way I treat JBAC and to each their own. But to those same people, I asked them a very simple question. Would you rather have J-Beck sit at home or would you rather have him be getting a paycheck? Yeah, J-Beck the paycheck needs his paycheck, I guess. <laughs> it, it's not like the paycheck he used to get. But, you know, if he puts a couple you know paychecks together, maybe he can get a good haircut. Wow. And also, I, I thought I
0: saw somewhere on social media recently within the last few days before this recording that he wants to kind of have a little bit of a discussion with you this month at Harvest
1: Havoc. He said he does want to have a little discussion with me, whether it happens or not. I really don't know. There's a lot of things going on in that card in general. I don't have the time or the patience to cater to every single person that wants to have a gripe about anything I do. Anyone, everyone can complain and it seems that they are complaining, but I want them to think back to the last two months. I have, Busted my ass to fill that arena the best that I can. Two months in a row, we've hit 300 plus. Two months in a row, we've gotten standing room only. And I'm aiming for three months in a row. All the time I ref, we never had standing or standing only for two months in a row. We would have it maybe one month here. And the next month, not a great. The third month, back to standing room only. But we never had it consecutive.
0: So far, so good under the Damien St. Watch, as general manager.
1: <laughs> hey, the more successful Rocket Pro Wrestling is, the more successful I am. Because the more money they can make, the more money I can get out of my contract. Maybe people shouldn't be talking as much crap about you as they are.
0: No, no, let them. Because they just don't understand business. Speaking of guys that have issue with you and your actions over the last several months, a guy who actually... I respect. He's a friend of mine. He's helped me out of a lot of different things. He's the announcer for Rocket Pro Wrestling, Steve Arendt. Uh
1: play-by-play play commentary An okay. announcer is actually Timmy Two Sweet Swears. Right, right. Um, broadcaster. Yes. Okay. Um, Steve, uh, I've loved Steve since the first day we met. each that so we got along? I mean, come on! I think almost after the show I would hear Steve over the fans talk about how I had the beard of Thor. And I feel like I still do have the beard of Thor. It's an amazing beard. Steve's not happy with my actions. Again, to each their own. But it's the same point I made about J-Back. And at the end of the May show, Steve walked up the ring, yelled, I quit. And I addressed that at the last show. You know, he can stand up, he can get all pissy and huffy and puff his chest out and act like he's big and bad. That's fine. But it's the same point I made about j when Steve got home that night after May, Private went to his wife, told her what happened, said that he quits. He still had a standing contract at the time. I came in, I started looking over contracts. I saw Steve still had a remaining contract. It was either he comes back and do his job, or I can take back last year's salary or last season's salary. Why? Why would I punish someone like that for trying to stand up for their, for their convictions? I can appreciate it. I can respect someone standing up for their convictions and their beliefs. I really can't. But when you're not in charge and you're going to start biting the hand that's signing your paycheck, I got a little bit of a problem. Essentially, like I said, it's very similar to the JBEX situation. He went home, told his wife he quit, came back in September. He sat in the front row. He was paying fan. But I, I don't want Steve losing money. I don't want his wife having to pick up another job. Why make his life harder? Again, it's either he did the job or I take back the money from last season. I like Steve on commentary. I think he's an amazing play-by-play commentator and broadcaster. He really is. He's amazing with the fans. I'm not going to lose Steve over something like this. Hell no. But if he's going to keep biting my hand, I'm going to keep making him stand.
0: So basically, because he, he made a stand against you, you're going to make him stand while
1: he's doing commentary at ringside. Exactly. If Steve would have just let it be after I gave him back his job in September, would have never had a problem. There would have never been an issue. He would have just gone back to his seat, done his job with a smile on his face, and stopped worrying about with, wh- what I'm doing. And stop with this whole facade and this whole crap about how I'm an idol. I have said since May has ended, I was not an idol. So what is that? May? June, July, August, September, October. Half a year I've been telling him I'm not an idol. I never was an idol. And for six months, he does not listen. All he's doing is just getting on my bad side. Again, I love Steve. I love his work. I really do. But I'm not going to tolerate the disrespect. Especially when I just gave you back your job. And put money in your pockets. You know, last week, I don't know if you saw it, but Steve actually... Cut a little video and sent it to me. So, of course, I posted online. And it was a video about him on the phone with his lawyer about how I cut his paycheck in half from this last show. I can understand him being upset. I really can. But if you remember, I told him, if you sit for one minute, I'm going to dock you for one minute. If you sit for an hour, I will dock you for the hour. If you sit for half a show, I will dock you half the show. Steve sat for half the show. Steve lost half his paycheck. And then he wants to get upset with me. He wants to talk about how I'm taking money out of his pocket. I'm taking food off his table. Mike, let me ask you a question. If I came to you face to face and said, you know what, Mike? I don't like your show. And honestly, I do like your podcast. I really do. So hypothetically speaking, if I came to you and said, I don't like your show, Stop doing it, or I'm going to smack you in the mouth. If you keep doing the show, and I smack you in the mouth, one, yeah, I can understand you being upset. That's assault. But two, can't you also be upset with yourself because you were told what the consequences were going to be? I told Steve on the microphone and found 300-plus fans, if you sit, I'm going to dock you. He sat... I've docked him, and now he wants to cry about it. He made a choice. He has to live with it. Again, it was a main event. He wanted to sit down. He was all excited. He wanted to look at his monitor. But come on, man. It's 2022. If you can't stand there and look down at a monitor like this, then then, then what are you doing? Why do you need to be able to sit just to look at a screen? The screens are already tilted up at a 30-degree angle. You got the headset on. Take half a step back. You'll still see everything on the monitor. You don't need to sit for it. The sitting is strictly for comfort. It's not mandatory. It's not obligatory. This isn't a union job like how the lovely intoxicated men like to throw out OSHA every once in a while. It's not a union job. Guess what? I was in the army. I would stand for eight hours at a time. If I needed to 10 hours, 12 hours, And I gave him a smile because that was what my job was at the time. Steve's getting paid. Steve's getting paid better than I was in the Army. And he can't stand for a couple hours? Are you really that serious? Come on. Okay. All right. So looking
0: forward to the big show on Saturday night. And now before we let you go, Mr. Saint, how about you plug your social media? If you have any merchandise you might want to try to shill, and then whatever upcoming shows you got.
1: Absolutely. So, you can easily find me on Facebook, Damien Saint. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all by the hand of the Damien Saint, because I am the Damien Saint. Upcoming shows, I mean, we just had IPW this last weekend, which was a killer show itself. We already know about Rocket and Wrestling coming up this weekend. December 10th, Chicagoland Championship Wrestling returns, doing a trifecta of a show with Wrestle League. And Mexico's own Dragon Gate promotion. Mm-hmm. this year, i still got Revolution Championship Wrestling and November coming up. There's a lot of great things going on in general. Again, IPW, Revolution Championship Wrestling, Chicago Line Championship Wrestling. I know Frontline up in Wisconsin, they're actually talking about bringing a second brand down to Illinois. Mm-hmm. So me and Frontline, we are in talks right now about possibly joining Frontline Illinois with their brand. Outside of that, I I got so much merchandise in general. I have the No, That Was Too shirt. I have the new, as Steve likes to call it, St. 10 shirt, (laughs) which they're flying quickly, and they're an amazing product itself. I have 12... By twenty-two posters of Damien Saint, I have five by sevens, eight by tens. I have plenty of older shirts itself from the red Damien Saint logo to I think one of the original turn from Lightfall the Saint shirts. Outside of that, I'll have everything on hand at Rocka Pro Wrestling on Saturday. So come on out, get a shirt, get a poster, get an eight by ten. Just come on out. All
0: right, Damien Saint, thank you for coming on Winning City Slam Podcast. We look forward to seeing you and all of the stars of Rocket Pro Wrestling this coming weekend.
1: Greatly appreciate having me on, Mike.
0: All right, thank you. <laughs> Intriguing conversation with Damien Saint. We really kind of get into his head about How and why the actions he took happened over at Rocket Pro Wrestling this past spring. And then him becoming the general manager of Rocket Pro Wrestling. Looking forward to covering the show in person this Saturday night. My first time at Rocket Pro Wrestling live at St. Joseph's Park. Very much looking forward to a terrific show from the folks over at RPW. All right, next week we'll recap that Rocket Pro show pow's wrestle rage 20 wwe's crown jewel plus we'll have a special guest we can't confirm it yet since we're still talking it over with several people but we will have a big name guest next week we have other big names in the pipeline as well and you'll catch it all right here on windy city slam podcast so long everybody